My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And we are live with The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. You guys can let me know out there. I'm coming to you live on Facebook Live. Uh, here on Facebook, I'm coming to you in my Art of Attraction podcast uh, live through uh, internet radio. If you guys can hear me, if you can let me know. Let me know I'm coming through okay. I don't mind talking to myself. I just usually like to know that I am. That way I won't get offended when nobody's listening. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, actually, starting a podcast, you really have to get over the shit of like, oh, man, will I be heard? What will people think? You know, things like that, because there's no way to know. You know, there's no way for me to know whether or not you guys are, are vibing or enjoying. Of course, I get messages sent to my Facebook page, my Facebook business page, which I love, which is Dominic Drew Coaching, Speaking, and Consulting. Um, and I get messages sent to my personal Facebook, to my Instagram uh, and to my website, dominiedrew.com. So that's always nice to hear. <clears throat> but, and when you're live, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're solitary and your voice is going out and it's like, oh man, is anybody listening? And honestly, the truth of the matter is it doesn't really matter, you know? Not in like a bitchy who cares type of way. Just, it's not really about that. For me, it's really, you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, sometimes I look at my numbers about, you know, how many people are listening and there's actually been quite a few, I have to be honest. Um, you know, in, uh, in the live, uh, live on internet radio, uh, I have, I mean, I checked probably a year ago. We're in 2020 now. I, I checked probably a year ago and I think I had 30,000 people listening live um, to my show, which was just wild. And I just looked back at my podcast and just in the last year, I've had 10,000 downloads in my podcast. And like nobody, you know, when I first started out, nobody knew who I was. So to me, that's like a really, it's a really exciting thing. Um, and so I check the numbers every once in a while. Um, but really this for me is just a, a platform. It's a, it's a way where I can share my experience, my learnings, what I've experienced to be true. And, you know, even though we go, um, pretty, pretty far out here, you know, sometimes I'll, sometimes I'm keeping it a little bit more grounded and it's more about, um, you know, the, the psychology or limiting beliefs and things like that. If that's not grounded for you, you're in the wrong show. <laughs> because other times we're talking about shit like past lives and chakras and things like that. And so even though sometimes my speech um, the, or my topics will get a little bit out there, there's nothing that I express here or pretty much anywhere in my life that is not um, in my direct experience. So I don't talk about spiritual things that people have told me are true. I mean, everybody's told me that they're true, but then I, I then experienced them or I've experienced them before and then they were confirmed through someone who has even more experience than I do. Um, and so it's really, um, 
this is a very, even when we're speaking of esoteric things, this is a very grounded um, teaching platform for me. And to me, that's really essential, especially when you're going into past lives or you're going into, you know, twin flames and, and, and things that, you know, that are a little dicey in the sense of people who are teaching about them may not have direct experience of them. And it's very important not to, to teach what you do not have direct experience about and not to, not to speak of it either. You know, you go out with your, with your friends, you go out with the guys or you go night out with girls and you're talking and you're and like a lot of talk gets, gets out of integrity. Do you know what I mean? It, um, it gets kind of, um, this is reminding me actually of a book. I'm going to see if I can, um, my friend is here because I'm quarantined at my family's house. And so I'm going to, um, I'm just going to text my friend and see if they can bring me the, um, this book that I brought with me. Um, hopefully that'll work. Um, because I'm, I'm quarantining with uh, family, which is, which has been actually really great. Um, for the most part. And also like, you know, old family dynamics come up and, and, and that's okay because this is really an ongoing process. But, but, you know, it's easy to get into, as I was speaking, you know, when you hang out with your friends, your, your language, one's language can often get really um, casual. Oh my God, that girl is such a bitch. You know, I can't believe, oh God, man, bro, I can't believe you're dealing with that shit, man. You should just dump her. And, you know, and I'm not saying she's not a bitch and you shouldn't dump her. It's just like the way that you speak um, really matters, right? I have, um, sorry, I'm getting a little feedback on my, on my mic here. Um, and so the, the, to, to get out of integrity with one's word, um, you get kind of ungrounded. You know, you're talking about something you don't have direct experience. It's like, man, you're always complaining about that girl. You should get rid of her and you know, live a bachelor life like me, you know? And it's like, maybe that's not best for you. Maybe he's not even happy in a bachelor life. Nothing wrong with the bachelor life, but just, you know, thank you so much. Yeah, that totally worked. I got to deliver. That was great. Okay. So I'm, um, <laughs> I'm looking at um, the Four Agreements book. Have you guys heard of this? Hi, Ryan, visiting on Facebook Live. Ryan, where are you calling in from? Let me know where you're, where you're coming from today. Um, oh, and I need to put in the phone number. I forgot to put the phone number, guys. So the number for everybody is 828-333-4686 with your input. Great. Um, so if you'd like to call in today, you know, today I really put out the call of just, um, I'd love to hear about you and your COVID experience. Um, sometimes people just need a place to um, be held and seen. Uh, it's amazing, actually, the, uh, the healing that can happen from that place. Um, I was actually just speaking with a client today who hired me because she wants to become a, um, she wants to become an energy healer. Ryan's coming in from Canada. Awesome. Let me know how, you're, uh, how your quarantine experience is going, Ryan. If you're quarantined, I don't know if you're still having to work or not. Um, but I'd love to hear from you and, and, uh, and hear how you're doing. Uh, you can call in or you can just write in whatever, whatever works for you. And so, um, 
Uh, and so sometimes just having, oh, so I was speaking with this with this client and she wants to be a healer and she sort of wants to fix things. She wants to do things. And that's a natural response. If you're a healer, um, you tend to want to help fix things, right? That's kind of what you're signing up for. And so, um, and, oh, hello, Victoria's Cullen from Suffolk, UK. Great to see you, Victoria. Tell me how your uh, COVID experience is going. Victoria is a friend of mine from, uh, from way back when, oh, more years than... I maybe thought initially. It's been a few years now. <laughs> Good to see you, sweetheart. Thank you for joining. Um, and so she wants to, she wants to be a, a healer. She wants to be an energy healer. So I said, sure, I can teach you that. And so she, she went through my program. Um, but it's, but her, what she really wants to do is, like, is fix things, right? And the need to fix is a distortion of the desire to help. Okay. If you tune in regularly on the show, you very, very much know how this works, right? Um, you have a core quality. I really want to help. Some people don't give a shit about helping. That's just not their core quality. They have other core qualities. One is not better than the other. It's not like you're better if you help than if you don't help, right? I mean, people like being helped, but there's also other, other qualities, right? So um, if you have a natural core quality of wanting to help, of wanting to heal, that's something that springs naturally from your core essence right? From who you are, from, from the core that is you. If you feel the need to fix, that's a distortion of that, um, of that core quality, okay? Here's the difference. The difference is one comes from a, from a natural and authentic effortless impulse. Boy, I really, can I help you, ma'am? Can I help you do that? Right? Very natural. The other comes from fear and irritation, the avoidance of um, discomfort. Can't fucking, I can't handle your disappointment. I can't handle you being sad. So I'm just going to fix this for you so you don't have to deal with this anymore. That's not actually an impulse to help the other. That's an impulse to help yourself because you're uncomfortable with the other person's life experience, be that disappointment or whatever. So let's say your sister uh, keeps getting in terrible relationships and getting her heart broken. And she's miserable. And that's like a legitimate thing. She's, she's miserable. You're not like making that up. She's actually miserable. Okay, great. But of course, it's her life experience and she gets to be miserable if she wants to, right? So what you can do is you can say, oh, I've noticed this about your, your partner choices. Maybe that would lead to, you know, this pattern happening. And she'll either hear you or she won't. This comes back to the healing piece, okay? You offer the help. This is what I do with my, with my clients. I do it in a group setting and I do it one-on-one where I just hold a, a space. And into that space, you can practice being your authentic self and you begin to see yourself in a new way. I mean, immediately. This does not need to take a lot of time. So it's one thing if you offer effortlessly, oh, you know, yeah, well, you know, these, these guys seem to um, not really respect who you are. You know, I wonder if that's what leads to, you know, them breaking up. Some sort of offering in that way, right? That would be maybe from the core essence. The distortion would be, oh my God, Linda. I'm making up a fake sister. Oh my God, Linda. If you keep dealing with these guys, you know, you, the reason why you're doing this, what you need is a good guy. I'm going to set you up with a good guy. And it's like you're trying to alter her life experience. She's going to make the choice she's going to make until she's done being treated like shit. And then she's going to choose someone who treats her well. But until she deals with the underlying issue that's causing her to be attracted to men who treat her like shit she's going to keep being attracted to men who treat her like shit. Okay, maybe because that's how dad was when she was young and that's what you thought love's like. Maybe because she's got low self-esteem and the way he treats her proves her right about herself. It doesn't matter. It's none of your business, no matter how close to her you are. Sister, parent, child, 
you know, when you're trying to fix the other, that's not out of love for the other. That's out of um, a discomfort with your own experience. I can't stand watching your heart broken. So I'm going to, you, you watching your heart break over and over. So I'm going to fix it. See, see the difference there? It sounds subtle in the beginning. It's actually not. Um, it's, it's very much a different, um, it's very much a different type of vibe. So one comes from fear and avoidance, right? I can't tolerate the pain I feel when I see my beloved sister in tears. That's my fucking problem, not hers, right? It's my job to show the hell up and, and be there for her or, or and be there for myself, right? What might be happening in myself is, boy, this is very, very uncomfortable. I really hate, I really hate, you know, seeing her, you know, seeing her like this, it's very painful. Okay. Can you tolerate that pain? Because that's your own pain of, oh my God, I can't handle the pain of the world. That's your problem. You need to then take a deep breath or more like 20. And tolerate those uncomfortable feelings. Right? This is what happens when, when we look inward. We need to tolerate those uncomfortable feelings. And tolerating those feelings um, allows you to strengthen your container for life. It builds resilience, but not resilience in the sense of you're resisting life. It actually allows you to resist life less. It's resilience in the sense that when a wave of life comes, and it will because that's how life is, right? You can handle it because you're solidly on the ground. You're present with yourself. You're acknowledging of your issues and emotions and very little can hurt you because you're not afraid. If you avoid life, if you resist life, we've talked on here about denial in the past, right? Um, oh, that's not going to, that's not an issue. That's not a big deal. Or I'm just not, I'm it's too scary. I'm not going to look at that. Both are fine. Both have consequences, right? The consequences are as the extent to which you are unwilling to acknowledge and accept life is the exact extent to which you are unable to fix it. Okay, this is the the core of self-sabotage. So so this client who came to me to learn energy healing, um, and I trained for, for in energy healing for a long time, for four years intensively, and really four years before that, but specifically in energy healing for four years. And it really needs that level of depth. Um, if you go to a, a, a weekend of Reiki, um, you're not qualified to be energy healer. Please don't, okay? You, you need, it takes a lot of work. And you know what? The work isn't in the energy healing. The work is on you, <laughs> which is all kind of tying back into what I'm, what I'm sort of getting in the story at, uh, getting at in the story here, which is my client um, really wanted to do things. She wants to fix things, not just in others, but in herself. She's like, oh, okay, I'm just, I'm going to heal that. I'm like, well, ho- hold on, hold on. Before you quote unquote heal that, right? Sit in yourself and, and let it be there. Sit in full acceptance that it is there because that al- keeps you from, from releasing it out of avoidance, right? Because that's not healing, right? You're not healing it if you're pushing it away because you're uncomfortable with it. That's not healing. That's avoidance, right? And so, uh, and not just that, but in that sort of desire to, to fix, she's do, there's a lot of doing, right? There's a lot of, of, of doing. I want to do this. I'm going to heal this. I'm going to put that here. And, and there's a lot of stuff that can be done in healing. You can restructure chakras. You can go into past lives and clear, you know, bullshit that you're carrying around. There's karmic shit. 
you know, there's, it, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating world and it's, it's not, not measurable, but it's repeatable, right? It's as, as scientific as we can get. Um, at least, you know, my method um, up until now. Okay, so we got a caller. Hi, this is Dominique Drew. You're on The Art of Attraction. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Good to hear from you. I'm sorry, you're cutting out there a bit. Ooh, am I? Okay. Hello? Can you hear me all right? It's always strange because I can always hear you pretty well. All right. Give me just another second, Ryan. Hang on. I think you were live, just unclear. Okay. So, Ryan, go ahead and try again if you're, if you're there, and we'll see if we can make it work. And if not, I'm going to give you another one, okay? Go ahead. My listeners are familiar with my inability to answer phones sometimes. Great. Okay, Ryan, you coming through okay? Ryan, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, hi. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you better now? That's better. <laughs> you know, I don't change anything either. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm, um, doing, uh, I'm doing no, no. <laughs> very well. I'm happily quarantined and, uh, and living the dream. How about you? Yeah, doing well. Just, uh, you know, keeping busy. Working from home during this time, so nice. business as usual. Nice, good. So it's not, yeah. uh, it's not rocking your boat too wildly. Oh, well, I normally go into the office, but like I'm able to still do my job effectively from home. So it's not too much of a change. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know. Do we just talk about whatever or how does this work for calling in? Sure. Yeah. What are you, um, what would you like to chat about when you sort of tune in? What's the first thing that comes, comes to mind? Uh, well, I think you were talking about energy there a bit and like uh, people you're attracting kind of. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I got out of the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that like I'm attracting women who I don't really find desirable and women who I do find desirable are repulsed by me. Mm. So I'm not really sure. Like, does that have to do with energy or what is that exactly? Yeah, that's a really painful one. Um, I've had that in the past as well. Um, what I have found that that usually is, and we can go in and look specifically and see what it's about for you if you'd like, um, is there's something about the type of women you don't want that feels, um, safer, that feels like a better bet. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Whereas the ones that you really, really want, there must be something that's intimidating you away. There must be something there that is, um, that you don't want, right? Because the, your life experience is very literal, right? You want exactly what you get. So if you take that as a baseline, and most people don't, (laughs) but if you take that as a baseline, that rearranges the whole, your whole perspective in life because then you can look and say, oh, I seem to be, just as you just did, I seem to be attracting people like this and that's not what I think I want, but clearly something about me wants them. And what I think I want is over there and Mm -hmm. I don't seem to be attracting them. So if you take that as the sort of literal, like black and white, you get what you want, what is it about the ones you are attracting that you might want? What do you like about those people? And what might you not like about the ones that you think you want? Does that make sense? Uh, Are you asking or is it like a rhetorical? (laughs) Either way. You can answer if you like. No, no, that that does make sense though. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. So there'll be something that is yeah. that is desirable, and and this is one of the, usually one of the first things I do um, when I work with with clients who come to me about relationships, um, specifically people who are single. Is they'll be like, "Oh, I'm single. I can't meet anybody. I don't know what the problem is." And um, I'll sometimes just open with, "Well, what do you like about being single?" Right? And they'll be like, "Nothing." <laughs> That's like the first thing out yeah. of everybody's mouth. Like, "There's nothing that I like about it. this. Is awful. <laughs> I want a girlfriend." Rah, rah, rah. Okay. Okay. Cool. But assuming there is something that you like, because we're taking this baseline of what you, what you want on, on the deep level you get. Um, so what might it be about being single? Like what, what do you like if there were something? And it really does take a little bit of like um, peeling that initial layer away, right? Because initially you're like, I'm fucking lonely because you're focused on the part that you don't like. But usually it will be something like, uh, freedom. Some, mm-hmm. Something like um, uh, safety. Right? They don't need to worry about disappointing somebody. Yeah, like uh, like doing my own thing is nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be something that'll that that's like like one thing you know you've you've worked with me before. It'll be something that there will be something that resonates right? Something that you're like, well, I mean, I guess I am, I'm not risking um, failure, right? Or my dad left my mom and on some level, I'm really afraid I'm going to do that. And if I'm single, I'm guaranteed never to do that, to, to create the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, distraught um, emotional state that my dad left us in or, or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you may just need to go underneath the, the okay. surface a little bit, look outside the box a bit, um, and, and make it an imagination game. If you, if you base it in logic and your version of reality, then it won't make any sense. Otherwise, it would make sense now. So make it an imagination game. Like, ugh, I know there's nothing I like about these women, but like, what do I like? And, you know, it's fascinating how, how attraction kind of evolves as well. Um, the... the not every quality is what you want in a person, what you in particular want in a person, right? So like the, the people that, um, that I tend to date... Sorry, what was that last part? Um, that they're not... That not every yeah. positive as- attribute is, is for everyone, right? Like um, I'm 
uh, I, have, I have a high level of intelligence. That's, that's a core quality of mine. And I like hanging around um, smart people. But the people that I date don't tend to be like, that's not super like one of their really level, high level core qualities. They're not unintelligent, obviously, but they're, um, they're not like, you know, sharp, fast. And I, you know, read the New Yorker and I like, you know, <laughs> that's my impression of like New Yorkers. Um, and because the, because the way that, and I was just looking at this the other day and I realized that the way someone mm-hmm. with a, with a high level of intelligence um, distorts, somebody with a core quality level of intelligence will distort towards uh, overanalysis. Um, Possibly, mm-hmm. possibly anxiety, overthinking. Um, you know, they will they'll, they'll start to run. They might go really fast, um, and those things aren't attractive to me personally. That makes that like revs up my system, and I don't particularly like it. I don't mind it. I have friends who do that, but I don't want to get in bed with it either. So, what the the, the people that I tend to date tend to be really heart centered, like they're loving, <laughs> loving, loving people. And, oh, and judgment. That's another thing. If you're highly intelligent, you will often distort toward judgment. And like, I kind of got enough of that in childhood. Um, And it's just something that I just don't feel attracted towards. So it's really just kind of fascinating um, how, um, you know, that, that, you know, I would think, oh man, that's something that I would really want. But it's like, it's almost like I've got enough of that. What I really need is like a safe, loving place that will just look at the reality and be like, okay, that's how it is. Instead of like, God, why is it this way? Um, and for me, that that makes a big impact. Mm-hmm. That might have been a bit of a tangent. <laughs> Did I answer your question at all? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think I, I, yeah, I think I get it. It's, yeah, it's. Um, I might have to listen to it again because you kind of cut out a bit there. But uh, oh, yeah, I think I got the gist of it. Yeah. So, so look and see what it is that you, that you do like. Um, and, and I, that, that was tangential. Like that's, that's not the issue that you're talking about. You're attracting someone that you, that you don't want, um, as opposed to. That was, yeah, that was basically all I had. That was just that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, that you called in. How are you doing, uh, COVID wise? Are you calm? Are you feeling the anxiety in the air? How are you faring? Uh, just isolated, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Are you alone? But, but otherwise in good spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been uh, talking to family and friends, though, so that's helped. But Good. Yeah. Well, you can call me anytime. And yeah, I had a, a video call with family last week, so that was okay. nice. Good. Excellent. Yeah, keep as much as right, much contact as you uh-huh. can. Um and uh, you know, video chatting is really can be can be really, really useful. And connecting to yourself can be really useful. This is a this can be a really valuable time to um to connect with yourself. And, and interestingly, while it may not seem like that would affect loneliness, that actually solves um loneliness and isolation. Um so and if you need, you know guidance on, on that, feel free to let me know. Um, but that's something that I have found. I was, I was isolated for a period of this by myself. Um, and I'm now with family, but, um, but I, I found I was, I was, I was meditating a shit ton, like much more than I normally do. Um, and much more happily than I normally do. So that might be useful as well. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Hmm. Good to hear your voice, Weepy. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. My pleasure. Bye, Bye hen. No problem. Do you know what's interesting is that the boys who come to me as clients, I'm just going to tell you this confidential, confidentially because it's just me and you right now speaking publicly on the record, um, is that the guys who, who come to me with dating issues tend to be just freaking adorable. I mean, they're just like the most desirable guys. Um, and <laughs> I thought at one point of having, because I have a, a dating program that's specifically for men, and then I opened it to women, but I have support groups as a, you know ongoing support because these are this is group coaching. Like the group coaching I do is is ongoing, so people will come for you know a, a few months every single week, and then they'll make a whole bunch of progress, and they'll go off and live their lives, and then they'll come back, and so it's like an ongoing program. So the you know, value is extraordinary. I don't know any other coach that does that. Um, but but there's a support group as well. This is a place where online where they can write and they can speak to each other and ask questions in between coaching calls, which are um, which are on the regular. And um, and so when I opened it to women, you know, I'd started it as a men's program, and so I couldn't I couldn't violate that. I couldn't put women into the men's support group, so I had to make their own support group. So they go through the same online course, and then I have two separate calls, which right now are weekly. Um, where I, I work with people and, and, and work with men, women separately. But the work is the same, obviously. If, you've, um, if you're a regular on the podcast, you'll know that the work doesn't actually have anything to do even with dating. It's really about, you know, those, those deeper, you know, energetic and, and psychological levels. So, um, so it's, it's so funny because I thought at one point, I was like, God, you know, these, the guys who come to me are just so great because they're willing to look at themselves, right? By virtue of signing up with me, you're not just willing to, you're looking, you're seeking to better yourself. And like, what the hell else do you want from a person, right? Like that is just, at least to me, you know, that is, that is one of the most attractive attributes a person can have is you want to dive the hell in and figure out what's wrong with you and fix it, Right. I'm speaking silly here, you know, in a, in a silly way here. Um, there's nothing, nothing wrong with you at all. But you know what I mean, right? It's like, as soon as I found that I had a way that I could handle literally every distortion that I have, which is the process that I now teach, it's like, why the hell wouldn't I do this more? Sign me up. Let's do this, right? And I've done it. I've done it for 15 years straight and I'm extraordinarily changed from it. I'm so much more resilient, so much more free. And I have all this self-love that I, you know, that replaced all the self-loathing that was there before, Um, you know, my physical body has changed. I lost a whole bunch of weight. I'm like happy in my mind. The voices in my head are gone, yada, 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 yada. It just keeps going, going, and going. And so anyway, at some point I thought about, um, you know, making a, combining the men and the women into one group um, and having, because, you know, but but see then it gets into like a a matchmaking type of thing um, because obviously everybody there is, is sort of single and looking, but that also could be useful too. So, I don't know if you're listening to this and you think that's a great idea, uh, send me a note and let me know uh, on my Facebook page, Dominique Drew, or my contact page at dominiedrew.com because uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, at the moment, I have them separate. I have the men in one camp and the women in another. Um, but honestly, it's like, yeah, exa- exactly. Victoria's agreeing. She says, truth, introspection is really valuable in someone. It's like the only skill you need. Like if you, ha- if you think about it, if you think about it, 
let's say you're good at absolutely nothing in life, which nobody is. So that's not you. If that resonates with you, you need to call me. Um, but, <laughs> but if you have, you know, you can't find any admiring qualities about yourself, but you're willing to go in and fix whatever's there, like that, there's literally nothing else you need to do except to have that willingness. That willingness will get you all of the things that you want, right? Because whatever's blocking you from it, you're going to go in there and find it and fix it. One of the things, you know, when I first started The Art of Attraction, uh, Radical Intimacy is actually the name of my, um, the, 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 the title before that. Um, it sort of goes through iterations sometimes every few years. Um, but when I began The Art of Attraction, it was really about, one, one of the main messages I wanted to get out was that a lot of the, the shit that you think is just how life is or is just how you are, a lot of that stuff is fixable. And when I say a lot, I mean like probably about 95%. So if you're like, oh, I'm anxious, that's just how I am. And I'm on medication. If medication is helping, that is great. And you're comfortable taking that and you want to keep doing that. That's fantastic. I'm not anti-medication. However, you should know that with enough introspection, with enough guided introspection, don't like, you know, start meditating, go off your meds. Like that's not going to be a good idea. But if you're with someone who knows what the shit they're doing, that is fixable. I have done it in people. I've done it without even having them in a formal program, just a few sessions of time, a few of the right questions, and you consider things that you've never really considered before. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining. This is great. Got everybody here on Facebook Live. Um, and so, um, and, and so, and so these, these, these issues that we think are just how things are, and, and sometimes even, you know, I mean, there's other doctors out there that would be very upset with me for what I just said about, about anxiety. There's people with anxiety out there who will think that it would be very upset about what I just said about anxiety. I have seen this being like, no, my anxiety is, is, is not fixable. Okay. Now that, that sentiment right there, that I can't fix. Nor would I have any desire to because clearly you don't want to fix it. You want to keep your anxiety or your meds or that issue. You want to keep that issue. Great. Good for you. There's no judgment there. I kept a lot of my issues until I was ready to let go of them. And I'm probably kept going with some more, you know? Um, I probably have more that, you know, that I'm, that I'm still holding on to. That's just how life goes. And so that's, that's, that's free will right there. No, I will keep my issues. You, you are allowed to keep whatever issues you want to hold on to. That is your God-given right, and I would never violate it. I really wouldn't. Wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be appropriate. It's not my right, <laughs> nor is it my desire. I don't want to change you. I have no interest in changing you. If you want to change, I will show you the way. And it's a direct line as opposed to kind of wandering through the forest haplessly and maybe you'll stumble on some success or maybe you won't, right? With a, with a, with a, with a guide, with a coach, you go, it's, it's like a direct, it's a direct route, right? And that's what I found with working with people. Um, you know, and, and the person I work with too, you know, so I've, I've had um, healers or therapists that I've seen that didn't do anything for me at all. And I was just like, nope, this is not the right fit. But then the right person, you see them, you know, two sessions and all of a sudden you're seeing things in a whole different way. And, and that will also have to do with you as well, right? Some people come in and work with me and they're on a beeline. They're like, I want to fix this shit. I don't want to have it anymore. And I'm like, great, I will match your pace. And then some people come in with like a little bit of like a toe in. 
And they're like, I'm not really sure about what you do. I think I want it, but I'm a little freaked out. And I go, okay, great. I will match your pace. Okay, so the speed at which you want to grow is perfect. And it might be you grow an inch for the rest of your life, and that's perfect. Or you might grow an inch a minute for the rest of your life, and that's perfect too. It does not matter. There is no agenda for you outside of uh, your own life. Okay? All right, call coming in. Hello, this is Dominique Drew. You're on The Art of Attraction. Hey, Dominique, how are you? Hi, is this Andrew? Yes, ma'am. Hi, Andrew. How are you, sweetheart? Good. Been a while. It has been a while. How are you? Uh, how are you doing in COVID land? Well, well, I lost my job because of this. Oh, but I no. found a new one. You did. What job did you lose, and what job do you yeah. have? Uh, jail. I the job at the jail, and now I'm an armed security guard. Oh wow! Look at you. Mm-hmm. And how are you enjoying it? But yeah, I was just going to add on to. Oh, I mean, oh, I haven't started yet. I start next Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, okay, great. But I wanted to add on to your the fixing problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fix a lot of mine just within a few weeks. Oh, that's true. You came into the program. You were ready. You were super ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful and to be reflected back. Your, and your podcast also helps me. That's right. You were listening for quite a while before you joined, weren't you? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so you were also kind of primed and ready. When somebody first signs up with me, I tend to give them the, the podcast and have them start listening and they, they tend to get a sense of how things work before they start diving in. You were great about that. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you made incredible progress. You you came for dating issues. I think you had a girlfriend in like a few weeks, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And are you seeing anybody now? Um, actually talking to someone right now. Okay. She kind of lives out of state for me, but that's okay. Some of my best relationships yeah, were... Uh, but we're, we're chit-chatting. We're long distance. Good. Good. Boy, it's so nice to hear your voice. What a treat. And how have you been doing with the stuff that we would work on that was sort of underlying the, uh, the, um, your single state? Well, the anxiety still getting to me. Mm-hmm. But I do what you taught me to do, and it goes away. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I seem to question myself a lot, but it doesn't happen anymore. Mm. Mm. Boy, that is such a gift. Good for you for moving through that. That is a tough one. I struggled with that for years. Oh, I did too until I met you. (laughs) I feel so honored. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Warms my heart. You deserve it. You deserve to be confident in yourself. You're fantastic. Yep. I, even though I lost all the weight, I still wasn't. But now I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't like me for me or that's all you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a comfort in standing in yourself regardless of the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. Thanks so much for calling and sharing that, Andrew. That was really sweet. You're welcome. I figured I'd call in and share. (laughs) You haven't heard from me in forever. I haven't. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yes, ma'am. Anything else you want to add? No, ma'am. That's it. I just wanted to call and share how I was doing with all that. Good. I'm so glad that you did. And um, send me a note when you start your new job. I want to hear how it goes, okay? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Much love, Andrew. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Oh, you guys. That warmed my heart. I gotta be real, y'all. This is like, it's just why I do this shit. <laughs> I truly, I like, I get so happy when I hear how well my clients are doing. It's like, it just, it just, it just makes my whole day. It really, um, <laughs> I'm feeling that in my heart. In my heart and just above my heart, sort of center of the, of the clavicle. No, clavicle's a little bit higher. Sort of center of the, the flat of your chest, right? Where uh, there's, a, there's a place that my training called the soul seat, um, which is your longing energetically. It's, it's on a different dimension, the haric dimension, where there's only intention. So when you go there, there's no like drama or emotions or um, upset or, you know, this or that. And on that um, dimension, in that realm, there is this um, place called the soul seat that lives right there in your body and your chest. And, um, and that's your, your longing. Your soul seat is your longing. And so as I hear from Andrew, Andrew, thank you so much for calling in. That was really sweet. I can feel that place activated in me because it is my great longing. Whew. Feeling a lot of activity there. I'm feeling some emotion come up. It doesn't quite hit my eyes. Just letting that get as big as it wants to. I have a great respect for my feelings and emotions. So when something comes, I trust it very deeply. So that's why I'm pausing here. I can feel thing. I can feel um, it's sort of radiating out from that place, from the soul seat. In the soul seat um, is is longing, and so to hear from Andrew hits a longing of mine to to facilitate this kind of change in people in the world. When I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for today for for uh, a topic, I actually I had one thought. It wasn't a topic at all. It was just one thought, um, but it was very motivating. And that thought was that I had an experience. Uh, just about February, I went to a festival in Costa Rica and had a very powerful experience. And what I brought from it was I have an intense longing to serve the world. That's what I want to do with my life. And I want to do it on a global scale. Um, and a lot of things have gotten wrapped up in that for me. I'll just get a little, a little vulnerable for a minute here. Um, you know, it got... I had a lot of success when I first started my business. I was making a lot of money and I was helping a lot of people. Um, and I was doing sales and funnels and online stuff and consulting and, and all those sorts of stuff. And, and I was good at it and it was working. Um, but I was focusing a lot on the sales, a lot on the selling. And that's not my joy. My joy is not in, long, is not in selling. 
Uh, I got good at it, um, but it's not, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't light me up. It's not really what I, it's not my purpose in life, you know? It is for some people, but it's not for me. And so what came was this intense desire to serve. And so, and because it's a large desire, it's not like I want to serve a hundred people in my life. It's like, I want to serve millions of people in my life. Um, and it's very clearly that desire and not the other. I have no interest in a, you know, pleasant, small practice, you know, in South Dakota where I see some nice people and I make a difference in their lives. And that's great. It's like, I, I want to serve globally. And so I had this, that, that realization when I was um, in Costa Rica and And, and when I first started the business, it really became, um, it really became, uh, it got sort of muddled up with like making lots of money or, or making a name for myself or getting global recognition and being appreciated. And those things started to kind of cloud my intention. <laughs> I realize as I'm saying now. Um, and when I had that realization of, I just want to serve, everything became very, very clear. Now, I'll be really honest. Clarity does not mean direction. I don't know how I'm supposed to serve, serve on a global level. I know that I like doing my podcast, so I'm continuing to do that. I, I heal the people I have. I do one-on-one sessions. I can you know, point you toward my website and stuff like that. Um, so things are going along fine, but a lot of the sales and a lot of the sort of big stuff that I had created has, has come down, has kind of collapsed. Um, and I, I, watched that, I watched that happen. I allowed it to happen because it wasn't effortless. I was, I was, I could tell I was working against myself in some way. And so when I found this intense desire to serve, it felt very accurate. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know that's what I need to do. And so, you know, if you've seen the episodes before on, on what lights you up, right? That, that's what lights me up. I want to serve on a global scale. And that's, all, that's the end of my duty. I just need to trust that that's the case. Um, and keep my eyes open and do what lights me up, right? Um, so I have a podcast and I have, um, you know, my, my, my uh, Facebook page and I put little teachings out on that and I do, um, I do webcasts and I, I'm a speaker. I, I speak, when there's not really a lot of events happening right now, but I speak online. I've done teleseminars and teleconferences and things like that. And so I'm speaking and that lights me up. I could just be a speaker all day long, you know? So anyway, it just felt important to share that. Um, that, you know, the, the thing that, that lights you up, not just because it's, it's fun, but there's a thing that's like, yes, that thing, that's what I want to do. Um, and the way may not be clear yet, but it will open. Um, I grew up Quaker and there's a Quaker saying that says, way will open. Um, and there's also one that says, this too shall pass, um, which of course there are variations of in, in other um, um, you know, faiths or cultures, but this is really, um, yeah, this journey is a really exciting one. It's really quite fascinating. There's lots of facets to it. It doesn't have to be hard. Please know life doesn't have to be hard. It's still going to happen. Life outside of you is still going to happen, but 95% of what makes life hard is happening in you. It's voluntary. It's not conscious, but it is voluntary. So you're suffering needlessly. You don't need to suffer in life. That's just not necessary. It's not how life was set up to work, okay? So please know that. Um, If you are finding that you're suffering, know that it's not necessary. Know that there's a way out. If you'd like help finding that way out, please reach out to me. 
um, that's what I do. So uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to our to our show today. Thank you so much, everybody, for calling in. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Victoria and Tristan, for sharing on Facebook Live. Uh, feel free to download and subscribe to the podcast. You can find this anywhere. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, all the things. Um, if you're interested in doing this work, you know, right now, COVID time, this is a fantastic time to turn inward. Okay, this is the perfect time for self-work. Take this time. Don't waste it and don't hold your breath through it. Dive into life. This is, this is possibly a time we will never have again in our, in our lifetimes. Okay, a time when you must stop and rest. You get to stop and rest for six weeks um, or, you know, longer or off and on or however it's going to work. So um, please know that this is a beautiful time for self-work. Reach out to me at dominiedrew.com or on Facebook and I will, uh, I'll be happy to help. We can schedule a free call and see how I can be, um, if, if we're a good fit and how I can help. So thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.